Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steve Carney, Tampa Bay Rays insider for Sports Radio 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. I want to thank you for checking out today's episode of the Inside Pitch Podcast. This is our daily look at the Tampa Bay Rays and the news and the events that affect both the team and the rest of Major League Baseball. And whatever platform you're using to listen to today's show, hit that subscribe button. It is free. It helps us help you never miss a day of the show as we come at you seven days a week. Also, check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram profiles. We are at Inside Pitch Pod on all three of those. And I am soliciting your questions as we will have a mailbag segment on Tuesday's show. So send any raised questions that you may have along the email address is insidepitchpod at gmail.com. Or if you don't want to use the email, you can always tweet at insidepitchpod with your questions. I will take questions from there as well. The Inside Pitch Radio Show gets going two hours before every Sunday Rays game and also an hour before the start of every Rays game Monday through Saturday on 95.3 WDAE and AM 620 here in Tampa, which if you're not in the Tampa Bay market, you can listen to it live on the iHeartRadio app. So let's get today's show going. This is the Inside Pitch Podcast. Now your host, Steve Carney. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. A tough going in Saturday's contest for the Rays as they fall by a score of 4-2 to two to the Oakland A's. And now six games into this 10-game road trip, they find themselves with a mark of 1-5, and five, which is never good, especially when this team came into this road trip with a record of 23-10 and 10 away from Tropicana Field. You were certainly hoping for a better outcome than what we have seen through the first 60% of this road trip. But it, we knew it was going to be difficult from the start. You look at the three teams that they were going to be playing. They have struggled against all three of them this year. The Yankees have just been nightmares for the Rays. The Oakland A's, of course, took two of three at Tropicana Field in their only series this year in St. Petersburg, and the Twins doing one better. They took three out of four and taking the last three out of that four-game series. So you knew this was going to be difficult. I had said that if they come back from this road trip, five and five, people should be doing backflips, and if they're four and six, they could uh, definitely hold their head up high and say, you know what, we may have been two games under 500, but we'll take it because those are three very difficult teams for the Rays to play. Unfortunately for them to go uh, four and six on this road trip, they're going to need to win three of the last four games, including today's finale in Oakland. And uh, I have a feeling that it's going to be quite difficult for this team to win three of the final four, especially the way that they have been playing. And really it starts with the issues that have gone on with the bullpen. And I've seen it a lot on social media over the last uh, 48, 72 hours, basically um, since they got 
to Oakland. You knew that they were going to struggle against the Yankees. But once they got to Oakland, you were thinking maybe a change of scenery will turn things around. And that has not been the case. And for me, this just shows how fragile a bullpen makeup can actually be. Because the Rays bullpen isn't that bad. You think about it, they've got some pretty good arms in that bullpen, usually with Alvarado, Castillo, Emilio Pagan, Chaz Rowe with the Frisbee slider when it's going. Adam Claret can be very difficult against lefties. You're thinking that you should have uh, some sort of success against teams, but the makeup can be so fragile, and one thing going away or one injury can be such a big deal for a bullpen. And you look at what's gone on with the Rays. Jose Alvarado has to leave the team because of a family emergency back in Venezuela. He's been away now for just over two weeks. Well, that's going to cause guys to have to be shuffled in their responsibilities. Make your eighth inning guy your ninth inning guy, your seventh inning guy your eighth inning guy, and it's going to put guys that you may not want to have in high leverage situations earlier on in games in those situations. And every time that somebody stumbles when they're in a new role and have a new responsibility, all of a sudden you end up looking like the other guys feeling they have to do not only their job, But the guy who is struggling, he's his teammate, so you want to pick him up as well. And you end up basically taking on more responsibility than you should. So instead of having to do just one job, now you're thinking that you have to do three jobs and or two jobs. And if everybody thinks they've got to do two jobs, then all of a sudden nobody's doing their job. And you end up in what I like to call the downward spiral. And every time someone does not do their job, the spiral gets faster. And everything starts to spiral out of control. And all of a sudden, you're going from, all right, who's going to shut this down to who's going to get us out of this spiral? And every day you don't get out, the speed just gets faster. And the pressure just continues to ratchet up. And you get to a point like we are now, looking at the Rays, and every time the starting pitcher comes out of the game... You're thinking, oh, no, what's going to happen now? And that's a horrible mindset to be in. You don't want to be there. But here we are. Every time Diego Castillo has come into the game over the last week or so, it has been almost hold your breath because here we go. You're hoping you don't get waterboarded. It's been just just an awful ride when Castillo comes into a game. And he's not the only one. Chaz Rowe, I get just angry texts and every angry tweets and angry emails every time Chaz Rowe comes into a game. Why haven't we DFA'd this guy? Well, I just have a feeling that once Alvarado is back, and I'm I get questioned all the time, when is Alvarado coming back? Can we get can we just bring him back now? And the answer is no. You know, they want him to get back into shape of the possibility of having to go back to back days. And so while he may not go out on rehab games while he's on the restricted list, I have a feeling that they want him to get a couple of more bullpen sessions in and maybe a live BP or two, and then you see him back. Now, he's already had a couple of bullpen sessions. It would not surprise me if they give him 
maybe a live BP either today or on Monday. And when the Rays begin their series in Minnesota, maybe you have Alvarado here. But having Alvarado here means that you've got to make another 40-man move. Because right now he's on the restricted list and he is not on the 40-man roster, which means you've got to get somebody off the 40-man roster in order to get him back on. That's why I think that maybe it ends up being uh, on Friday when the team comes back from Minnesota to Tropicana Field. Maybe Alvarado is back at that point. That way you're not having to waste time trying to fly him to Minnesota. I know it's it's stupid to think thing, think of things like that. But maybe you give him, say, an extra bullpen day. You give him an extra bullpen session. You give him an extra live BP. You maybe have him go back-to-back with a bullpen day and then a live BP session. And then you activate him when the team comes back to Tropicana Field. Because at that point, probably Anthony Bamboom is ready to come back from his rehab assignment. Or you could deem him ready to come back from his rehab assignment and you can designate him for assignment because you need to get him off of the 40-man roster in order to reactivate Jose Alvarado. And that way you can just uh, send down a Caleric or you can send down a Faria or a Casey Sather or whoever you want to send down. Right now that guy is Caleric. And so if you send a Caleric down and you designate a Ben Boom for assignment, all of a sudden now you have a spot on the active roster to bring Jose Alvarado back. And then everybody goes back into their ro- their normal roles. And maybe things start to slow down for the Rays. And getting guys back into their comfort zones. Where Castillo is working the 8th inning instead of the ninth inning. And you can use guys like Pagan and Rowe in the roles that they're most comfortable. You do that, you find yourself in pretty good shape. Because once the spiral ends, this team has enough talent in that bullpen that they can go back on another winning run and get another five out of six, you know, eight out of ten, and get back to where they were. You know, you get back to 17, 18 games over 500. You start to try and put a little pressure on the Yankees. So I just think that, you know, once the bullpen gets out of their spiral, we should be in pretty good shape. Another guy that looks like he could be rounding into shape is infielder Joey Wendell. Could we finally start seeing the Joey Wendell that we saw in 2018 when he finished fourth in the American League Rookie of the Year race? Because we have not seen that Joey Wendell at all this year. You know, he started off uh, slow the first couple of games, then had the hamstring issue, missed most of the month of April. Was back for... Uh, you know, a little bit, you know, what, a week, a week and a half, gets hit by a pitch on the wrist, fractured wrist, and then misses a couple of months. You know, he was 0 for 23 and 1 for 25 since coming back from the injured list, coming into Saturday's game. Or he was 0 for, two, I'm sorry, 0 for 22 and 1 for 24, and then made it out in his first at-bat on Saturday and but then got singles in two consecutive plate appearances. Struck out in the eighth, but then everybody struck out in the eighth against Yusmero Petit. But they need someone like Joey Wendell to pick up the slack because Austin Meadows is slowed down. 
know, Tommy Pham has, has picked up uh, where he has left off. But you look at some of these guys, and the numbers uh, are not very good right now for some of these guys. You know, Mike Zanino's bat has been cold most of the year. You know, Austin Meadows is down to 301. You know, Kevin Kiermeyer went 0 for 4 again. You know, Avi Garcia has been doing well since May 1st, but, you know, he's going to come to a point where he is starting to cool off. Choi's bat is starting to heat up again. You can get a guy like Joey Wendell going, especially if you can get, say, Pham and Garcia going on one side, and then you have Choi and Lau and Wendell going from the left side. If you can get two or three guys from each side of the plate going, all of a sudden your batting order becomes very, very dangerous. You don't have to have murderer's row like the Yankees and have LeMayhew and Voight and Stanton and Judge and Encarnacion and all of those just massive right-handed hitting just mashers. In fact, it may end up working better if you can get two or three guys on each side. Two lefties, three righties, three lefties, two righties, whatever the whatever the combination is, especially if they're up higher in the order, you're getting them more at-bats, and if you can stack them together, it's almost like fantasy baseball in that aspect. You can stack guys together, you're going to find yourself in good shape. And Joey Wendell is the kind of guy, he's not going to carry your offense, but he becomes a really good transition kind of guy. He's a guy that you can put in the middle or you can put at the front. You know, so he does not have to hit leadoff, but you could hit him eighth or ninth and use him to help turn the lineup over for the rest of the guys, the guys like Lau and Pham and Choi, that it'd be at the top of the order and could end up driving him in. So it, it works out well for Joey Wendell when things are going well for him. I just think that, you know, having a couple of singles here on Saturday could be the fulcrum point for him so he can move forward and maybe start to get back to where uh, we saw him in the 2018 season. You're not going to get the same production out of him, but the same sort of look and the same sort of short-term production out of him. You know, you're not he's not going to hit uh, 270 this year. You know, I would say that he'll probably be fortunate if we can get him to 225 from where he is right now. He's at 120 with a 340 OPS. But if you can get him to 225 from 120, that's a success in any way you look at it. And finally today, I'm not going to talk too much about the Montreal situation, but I will say that it should be an interesting meeting on Tuesday when the Rays are in Minnesota because there's going to be a big uh, portion of the Tampa Bay front office that are going to be holding a press conference to talk about the idea of possibly splitting the season between the Tampa Bay market and Montreal as a general as a principal owner Stu Sternberg and President Brian Ald will be among those that'll be holding a press conference in downtown St. Petersburg uh, about it and I know that there are there's going to be a lot of animosity uh, from here on out until a decision is made. I think that that is once once the decision is made, I, I think that f- we can 
finally move past this and try and figure out what we do from that point on. But right now, there's just a whole lot of anger and vitriol that is just built up uh, in Rays fans, and I'm sure in uh, in people behind the scenes. You know, I'm sure that the Rays are not happy with uh, what's gone on over the last, say, 12 years in trying to get a new stadium. And so maybe once we can clear the air and get this figured out, we can see how this will move forward. And that will probably begin on Tuesday with this press conference with Stu Sternberg, Brian Auld, and uh, the folks with the Rays. You know, what it, we'll see what it means, and I'll tell you that we will play the entire press conference on Wednesday's Inside Pitch podcast. So be aware that Wednesday's Inside Pitch is going to be probably a lot longer than the normal Inside Pitch. So, uh, But I think it'll be th- uh, full of good information. And I want you to be able to hear what Stu Sternberg and the Rays are saying. And being able to hear it without uh, without the media cutting it up and making it sound one way or the other. I want you to hear the whole thing. And that's why I'm going to make sure that you have the entire press conference unedited. So you will get that on Wednesday's Inside Pitch podcast. If you have questions, we will take them on Tuesday's show. So make sure that you... Email your questions to me. The email address is insidepitchpod at gmail.com. You can also tweet them at insidepitchpod, and we will take them there as well. Also, subscribe to the Inside Pitch Podcast on whatever platforms you use to listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review so we know uh, we can try and reach as many Rays fans as possible. That is only possible because of your ratings and your reviews on Apple Podcasts. So we really appreciate you doing that. Also, uh, make sure that you check out the Inside Pitch radio show, which will get going at 2 o'clock this afternoon before a 4.07 first pitch. Ryan Stanek and Ryan Yarbrough will be on the hill for the Rays. They will take on the left-hander, Brett Anderson. It'll be interesting because Mike Brasso, who was called up from AAA Durham, the undrafted free agent from 2016, will uh, likely make his big league debut this afternoon, that'll be a, a fun moment because, uh, you know, for guys that are, you know, late in a draft, it's always fun to watch them come up. Like it was fun to watch Kevin Kiermeyer when he made the big leagues. Kevin Kiermeyer was at least drafted, though. Mike Brasso out of Oakland University in Michigan, not drafted, should be a lot of fun. Again, 2 o'clock, we have the Inside Pitch radio show before a 4.07 first pitch on 95.3 WDAE and AM620. I'm Steve Carney. Thanks again for joining me today on the Inside Pitch podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.